Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Don't rain on my parade with all this backstage drama because this is what we live for, people. It's time for the Pop 5 Weekly Wrap-Up. If a headline was made, then it's fair game for shade. And joining me on the panel this week is Mikey. How are you? Living the dream. The dream of drama? I don't know about drama. I mean, this anytime there's a full moon on a Wednesday and you're any kind of in any kind of like healthcare, social work, psychology field just your whole week is garbage this week has been miserable so we had a full moon wednesday we sure did have a full moon wednesday and every single day it was like what fresh hell can happen today did you have to deal with any werewolves (laughs) the way some people were acting you would have thought are you a werewolf no okay just checking just checking i I wish i mean i wish and i wish i was like a twilight werewolf because they all of a sudden became werewolves and had like 10 pack abs and didn't know how to wear shirts mm-hmm. anymore. And they had vampires that glittered. Yeah. I don't care so much about that part. Yeah. I still have never seen twilight. You're not missing much. That's what I heard. All right. Well, we're going to be taking five pop culture topics, headline stories, and rather than the usual rapid fire, we are going to break them apart and share our thoughts. There are lots of things happening in a given week. So some of your favorite moments might not be included, but if you want us to discuss something, reach out. DM me at Michael Block Talk on Instagram. No promises. Are you ready for our first topic? The way you're saying that, I don't know. Well, she's the greatest star. She is by far, according to herself. The dream role has been acquired. Glee star and internet-proclaimed mean girl, Leah Michelle will finally get to play Fanny Bryce on Broadway as she will be taking the role from critically panned Beanie Feldstein in the Funny Girl Revival. The behind-the-scenes drama has caused Feldstein to leave the production early, though she just announced yesterday she is tonsillitis, so she'll be out this weekend as well. Uh, Leah Michelle, on a positive note, will be joined by Tova Felchu as Mrs. Bryce, not Rosie O'Donnell, as uh, rumors said. As the drums continue, it's been revealed that both Leah and Beanie also happen to share the same agent. So how do we feel? Does Leah Michelle deserve this after all the offstage and offscreen drama? No. So you're not going to go see her? I'm going to go on Thursdays to see this. Sh- I want to go on a Thursday to see it. To see Julie Banco. I want to see Julie Banco. And I want to see Toba Feldshu. I think Toba's going to be fucking amazing. Much yeah. better choice than Rosie O'Donnell. A much, 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 yes, much yes. better choice. I'm really disappointed that we were robbed of seeing Rachel Bloom in okay. this role. 
because she would have been such a better pick. She's not problematic, like Leah Michelle is. Um, she's pretty beloved. Um, but also we have to talk about how fucking problematic the producers are for this. I mean, right from the yes. jump, they fucked Beanie over. They basically like pushed her out of this show. And instead of like supporting her and really playing into the fact that she's great comedically, they made her a park and bark role and made the role very much like stand there and sing versus, oh, you're comedic and funny. You're like stand and sing moments aren't as strong. So let's give you more of the comedic and funny. Like let's push that and make even some of those like bigger moments a little funnier. Cause like you can easily make don't rain on my parade funnier. You can easily like amp up some movement so that it may, it kind of covers up the fact that she's not as strong in terms of like the belting and the, the high singing. And cause I saw it with Beanie in it. I saw Beanie in it and I didn't think she was terrible. I really liked it. I thought, you know, I will agree her singing on stuff was not amazing in terms of like people was people was rough. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but she killed the role comedically acting wise. Those comedic numbers like Ratatat Man, Cornet Man, I Am Woman, You Are Man were fucking brilliant. And she just got shit reviews and then nobody ever wanted to put her on talk shows and all the media and, and marketing kind of became Jared Grimes because he was good, but they just kind of fucked her over from the beginning and the internet didn't do anything to help her right from the jump. They were mad that she was there. Well, I mean, that's part of the question of like, why was she there? I mean, there were rumors that allegedly Beanie's bestie's daddy, it was a producer on the show as well as possibly her brother. They are not named producers, though they could have been silent investors. We don't know. I have no proof. Would we be shocked in the end? No, we wouldn't, because that's just how that this industry works. Um, I, I mean, it was always curious casting because I've never found Beanie Feldstein to be the most groundbreaking actress. She worked in certain roles. Um, I just don't find her appealing at all. Like she, this honestly is like watching um, a summer camp performer who has rich parents get the lead. Was she? Oh, that's Ben Platt. Well, I mean, they are best friends, so which is um, problematic, right? Um, I mean, that's my question: is like, how did she get the role? No, not saying Leah Michelle deserved the role first. There are other people who could have played the part. Why was it her first? I, she's not even a big name. She wasn't a draw. I'm going to be honest. I think she was the right fit. I think that they didn't, they didn't use her appropriately. They didn't use her the way she should have been used. It was on the direction. Yeah. They fully were like, this is the, they, they started it. They, you can see with specific numbers and areas, the direction that they wanted to go with her with it being more comedic and more like acted versus like, I'm going to stand there and sing. Like nobody's Barbara Streisand, but Barbara Streisand. Sure. Leah Michelle thinks she's Barbara Streisand. She's not. Barb is, it, Babs is a once in a lifetime performer. And you can't really replicate it that. And Beanie wasn't trying to. Beanie was trying to pay homage to Fanny, who yes, had these great, gorgeous songs, but was a comedic performer. Are, you, we, are we saying that Barbara Streisand ruined Funny Girl forever because no one's ever going to be Barbara Streisand? Yes. No, <laughs> this is why Funny... No, but this is why Funny Girl doesn't... No, I know. I get it. Like, 
every time it goes to an out-of-town tryout, it never makes the transfer because everyone starts comparing the performer to Babs. Like Leslie Kritzer was a fantastic choice. Shoshana Bean, fantastic choice. Both of them had out-of-town tryouts that kind of got mm, nowhere because it's not Barbara, despite them both being fucking amazing. That's fair. I mean, the obvious, like there was the rumor for a very long time that it was going to be Lauren Ambrose, um, who I don't know if she was even funny. Um, so I don't know how that one would have worked out. Uh, but I don't know. I, I maybe maybe it is maybe it's just a cursed show that that Barbara Streisand will always have a hold on, and we're always going to have that in our mind. That's fine. Um, some people yeah. will be the one for a, a role, and that's it. Um, it's just the all the backstage drama and and just the inner workings of theater that came to light through this. I think that's the nasty part, and it's part of why I've, I kind of stepped away from theaters because when money is the the sole thing here and all it is yep. the influence, it's not theater. You're not making art anymore. I will a hundred percent say if you can go see Beanie in this role. I really, really would recommend it. Like, don't go in. Thinking, I don't think she's going to be back. I honestly do not think she will be back at, at all. I think from tonsillitis? tonsillitis. I don't think it's tonsillitis. I think her, the pride is hurt. She's done. Well, also, um, every single summer. review basically was like, this girl's garbage. This show is awful. How dare she step into it? And like, you could see written like all over her face during like people don't rain on my parade, all those numbers that like, she was carrying the weight of every bad review on her shoulders and it wasn't fair to her. I mean, again, there in, in are every, preconceived... Because there... every single critique was like, she didn't deserve to be there because it's Barbara Streisand and it should have been Leah Michelle. Like, even the reviews well, were I, saying I mean, it should have been I, her. I don't think I would have gone in that way. I would have gone in knowing her body of work before. Like, it was almost near impossible watching... Um, uh, uh, the show on FX, Impeached. It was nearly nearly impossible to watch her as Monica Lewinsky because it just wasn't believable. Um, oh, I, I have friends that absolutely loved it. I have seen it. She's very she's a very polarizing actress, and and again, I am not someone who loves the world of nepotism because I've been hurt by nepotism so much, and we know that's where she is in the world of um entertainment. She has a famous brother, has a best friend who's famous, and has famous um. Uh, family members can through them and that's just how it is and and you know there are a lot of other actors and actresses who are very well trained sure and do very well when they um get their moment she hasn't for me proven herself yet but i also think that this is discrediting also like i agree nepotism is a problem but i also don't know if i necessarily agree with what's going on here as nepotism and i i think that it is kind of discrediting to a plus size actress when there's so few roles out there. And when she is genuinely very good, I have yet to see something she's in that I've gone, Hmm, this wasn't it sis. Like even with funny girl, it was good. Her comedic timing is brilliant. Again, I have not seen the impeachment story, so I cannot comment on that. I know that was more of a serious role and I've only really seen her in comedies and she was fantastic. And hello Dolly too, in that show. I mean, I think that, just saying, well, it's nepotism and she doesn't deserve it and blah, 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 blah. Like that. And I know you didn't say that, but there are. I don't even that. remember her and Dolly. That's the problem too. I saw, I, re- I reviewed Dolly. I'm, I'm, I think it's just because everyone wants to say this is nepotism, but 
no one, as far as we can tell, is attached to this project that has her family's right, name right. on it, or even Patrick and Paul. She had to audition. She's had to audition. Yeah, she may have gotten her breakout role in Booksmart because of her brother, because I believe he was a producer on it. Yes. But she was brilliant in that role. And like, yes, there could be other actors and actresses that are brilliant. But I mean, we're not seeing plus size people getting cast. And the fact that she is and she's getting bigger roles and she's paving that way, like Kate Hudson fucking strolls into sets and barely does anything and people fucking applaud her and that's nepotism. But no one ever shouts that out. All I'm going to say is if we want a, 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 a performer of color who is plus size in a role that meant for a white woman, let's bring that production of Lily Blonde from the UK over here. Oh, 100%. Courtney Bowman, take on El Woods, because that was fucking fierce. And also the cute twinks of the dogs. Let, um, come on. I want that production here. It's it, The production looks fucking great. I do want that to so transfer. Um, um, but like, Ben Platt is another name. Never gets called out for fucking nepotism. His name is Deer. He was Deer. Whatever fucking Evan Hansen. Why he, did RuPaul not mention that on the fucking show? Come on. She's a fucked it up. I just am so frustrated that like no one ever, the nepotism conversation surrounding Beanie is not the one that's surrounding Ben Platt. And Ben Platt oh, I know. Oh, is I'm arguably aware. worse. He literally got a show to win him a Tony because daddy's a producer. Correct. I mean, he was decent when he first made his name in Pitch Perfect. He was decent because he was awkward and that was the role. Um, and then like, here's substance. He's like, I don't know what to do with it. He's well, an anyway. average singer with average acting skills. I literally have the same range, if not more range than him and the same skill as him. And I'm not getting cast and I'm not thinking I should be cast. Okay. I'm not sitting here thinking I should be on Broadway. So now, why is now obviously we're talking a lot about Beanie here, yes. but we, we, we are here also to talk about Leah Michelle and one, how she got the part and two, does she deserve the part after everything that's happened the past two plus years? No, she doesn't deserve it. She's not made amends. And if you even ask the people that like initially called her out as being abusive, um, those women of color have basically said, she's not actually apologized to me at all. She's not so, made amends. So why did the producers of the show say this is going to be the, the hill we die on? Because the internet wanted her. And people are going to pay to see it everybody's already going, well, we know she's difficult, but she's going to sing the role and she's going to kill it. So I'm going to go see it and pay double the dollars. I mean, it's trending. I saw this morning, uh, resale tickets for fucking this show right now are like at a thousand dollars in selling. She's not even performing every performance. No, which is why I'm going to go see Thursday so I can see Tova and not Leah Michelle. But like, I don't even want to see that because I don't want to give money to this production that thinks it's okay to hire her. As much as I want to see Tova, I'm very torn. Well, maybe you can get a free ticket. Probably not. Liam, Michelle, I hope you do well. I hope you also realize you are going to be back in public in a way that you haven't been in a while. Um, I, ho- I hope you, I hope you don't abandon the state store. You get your ass out there every night and also just beware. I guarantee you there will be motherfuckers with slushies. They're going to throw it in your face. They probably might. 
I'm not even kidding. Like, it's not even a joke. You know, there are people who are going to. There are people who are going to make a stand and she's going to have to deal with it. And the show's going to have to deal with it while still being okay with the, the fans who are actually there to support her. So it's going to be a very difficult ride. Um, good luck to the friends at the August Wilson theater. Cause you're going to need it. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for topic number two? Sure. Old favorites and new hits lead the way as the 2022 Emmy nominations have been announced. Leading the way with 25 nominations is Succession, followed by 20 for Ted Lasso and The White Lotus, and 17 for the freshman series Only Murders in the Building. The big happy surprises came for the new hit Abbott Elementary, Reese Seahorn finally for Better Call Saul, and the acting love for nearly the entire cast of The White Lotus. Though the snubs included Yellowstone as a whole and an acting nomination for Selena Gomez. Oh, and Drag Race walks away with 11 nominations in the reality TV categories once again. So what do you think? What are you feeling for Emmy Love? Any of your favorites make it? Any of your favorites not make it? Let's go through it. I'm super excited Abbott Elementary got the nominations it got. I think that show is so brilliant. It's so underrated. Um, I am a little confused why Mrs. Maisel got nominated for best comedy. I like the show. This season wasn't as good as the flight attendant mm-hmm. season I, two. I haven't seen it yet. So I'm, and I, I'm, I'm there behind. I also think ghosts on CBS mm-hmm. was fucking amazing. I'm a little shocked. Evil season two didn't get put on uh, the nominations list at all. I felt it was a really strong season after it shifted to Paramount plus. Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the shows that I'm watching, P Valley's another one. Where were the nominations for that? A lot of the shows that I like to watch that I find are great TV were looked over in favor of shit that like normally just gets nominated. It feels mm-hmm. very predictable. I mean, we're going to probably see Ted Lasso win everything. We're probably going to see um, Succession no, win everything. No, I don't know. White Lotus is probably going to win everything. That one, I will say yes. That that one, I will agree with because I am a White Lotus stand. That first season, so good, excellent, watchable TV. Um, I am definitely team Only Murders in the Building because I think that is a fun, sweet, quirky show. And I'm also team Ozark. Steve Martin and Martin Short are going to split the vote, and that's why Ted Lasso is going to win it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean. I think it'll be very interesting. I think C. Martin would take it over Martin Starr because he really is the more dominant person. I mean, he did create it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's very, very exciting. Um, are you, are, are you, what, what, what are the, what shows do you watch? So let, let, let's go through the drama and comedy. Better Call Saul. Don't watch it. Yeah, I've, I stopped it. Euphoria. I do like that one. I think Zendaya should win for Best Actress, but again, I haven't seen most of the shows. Ozark. Don't watch it. Try. Oh I God, tried. You know, I couldn't. <gasps> I didn't like it. I don't I, and, like Jason and you, and you And you love Julia Garner, though. Yeah, but I don't like Jason Bateman. Double nominee. Okay, I don't like Jason Bateman. Severance. Don't watch it. I didn't even know it was a show. Uh, Squid Game. I did like Squid Game, and I think it's going to get fucked over. Uh, Stranger Things. I liked it. I'm a little confused why it got nominated, but I like it. Succession. Don't watch it. Me either. Yellow Jackets. I did like Yellow Jackets. I am a little shocked it got nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abbott Elementary. I love that show. Barry. 
Don't watch it. Curb your enthusiasm. Don't watch it. Hacks. Don't watch it. Oh my god, that one you have to watch is very good. Uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I do watch it. A little shocked. This I would have put the boys over this one. Mm-hmm. Only murders in the building. I don't watch it, but it's one on my list. I want to watch. Ted Lasso. Don't watch it because I don't like Jason Sudeikis. Wow. Um, what we do in the shadows. Not my kind of comedy. I don't watch it. I have friends that absolutely love it and think it's one of the best things they've ever seen. It's just not my shtick. It's Let's that like same cute. It's the same kind of humor as like The Office and like Parks and Rec, and I don't like those shows either. Okay. Uh, I'm, we'll just do best limited or anthology series. Dope sick. Did not watch it. The dropout. Did I want to watch it? But I keep like finding other things that I want to watch more. Inventing Anna. I did love that one. Pam and Tommy. I did not watch it out of respect for Pamela Anderson, who said she was not a fan and they did not include her in this decision. And the White Lotus. I didn't. My husband watched it without me. And then I'm too, I'm too butthurt to watch it on my own. You are missing. I know. I love television. I love Mike White, the writer, because he was on The Amazing Race and Survivor, and now he's a big-time writer. Look at that. Come on. There's hope Jennifer. for me if I ever get on the show. Jennifer Coolidge, literally the best role she has ever played in her entire I career. I know, and I'm so butthurt still. I just need to, like, get over it and, like... Yeah, you do. You really just do. Just watch it. Um, I, I, I mean, it's exciting to see that uh, there is some new blood um i think there's just gonna be a lot of one of those like oh this is the last season for xyz let's honor these people and there are gonna be snubs that way but that's just how this industry works it's this is the thing with movies it's a little easier i find to like agree with it because there's not as many movies that necessarily like come out at the same rate of television and like there's so many different tv shows like each network has like hundreds of shows sometimes each year that come out that could be completely passed over. I'm sure there's people that are frustrated that Riverdale didn't get nominated for some, for the comedy <laughs> section. It should have been nominated for why is this on TV? Listen, I love a good Riverdale. I don't think it's fucking amazing TV. I just love watching train wrecks. Oh, it's a massive train wreck. It's amazing. It's amazing. And none of those actors want to be there. And like their contracts have them there for like ever. And I don't know how that whoever convinced these people to sign like 20 year contracts with their like souls. Because I, they were children. They were literal children when they signed. No, home. they were all in co- like all college age, like freshly graduated from college. And those two Still children, the, the Sprouse boy, he was on a TV because of a contract and knows that and he still like got signed on for this. Literally, literally money is Obsessed. money and you get it however you get it obsessed um well let's move on to a sh- something that you mentioned that did not get any emmy love amazon prime's gory superhero series the boys finishes third season and fucking homelander still has gotten his when is that ass hat gonna die the mutant is unhinged i thought it was gonna be this season because i did not see a way paved for them to continue the continue with him and anyone who's read the comic or the graphic novel, sorry, um, knows that Black Noir was a clone of Homelander and was actually plotting to try and kill Homelander because his whole thing was if Homelander goes crazy, he was going to step in. But while waiting for Homelander to go crazy, Black Noir went crazy and then started framing Homelander. And I thought that we were going to see that as this like culminate or 
some form of that where Homelander dies and then Black Noir takes off the mask and is like, I'm here and ready to step in now. But they literally did not go down that route. And I'm just not, I, I was like, okay. I, cause I would have swore he was getting it at the end of the season. I feel like we probably have a season or two more with Homelander and then it's done. Listen, he's a great uh, actor. He is a great actor. Oh, he's great in the role. Uh, the character is that, that hateable because we're obviously living in a world where that we know who that person's supposed to be. Um, but I think it's just another example of just like Umbrella Academy, you have the source material, but if you stay too true to it, then you have to stay to it or you just break free from it, use yeah. what you want. And then you create your own uh, fun series, which, which I appreciate. No, I appreciate that. And that's where the walking dead went wrong. They tried to do both. They tried to be follow the story from the graphic novel while at the same time breaking out and doing their own thing. And so it created weird moments like where Glenn was dead, but just kidding for three episodes, he was under a dumpster and then got out fine. And it like they, but they fully like removed him from the credits to like pull a fast one on people. Like it, it like you can't, you can't have it both ways. And walking dead tried to do both, which I do like how umbrella Academy and the boys it's, Yes, they have like the blueprint, but they're going their own shtick. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I have a couple of talking points. Shall we go through them? Um, now, listeners, if you have not watched the show, it's the time to skip ahead because we're going to go into spoiler territory. Yeah. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Can we talk about how Maeve survived but lost her powers? Is that a thing, a plot point of convenience? Do we know how and why? Yeah, so they showed it earlier in the season with Kimiko. Um, the radioactive from Soldier Boy basically uh, short circuits your powers and burns all the hemp, the, nah, the okay. hemp V, the, the V out of your system. So that means there's no chance she's done or, or are we going to have a moment where, oh my God, she gets her powers back. Like, I don't think we're going to see her get her powers back. It perfectly wrapped up her storyline of getting to be with the one she loved, getting to be out of the superhero game, finally being able to say she's sober. She'll be back for season five. I think, no, I think she may come back as like a cameo here or there. And I think at some point Homelander is going to find out that like Ashley deleted the video showing Maeve that was safe and he's going to be mad and they're going to go and have to like protect Maeve. But I think short of that, her storyline is done. And I don't even think necessarily that's going to happen. I think that might be something Ashley takes to her grave. We'll see. Um, so then Kimiko is powerless. That's it. We're done. Or, no, she I, got she, her powers back. Right. So how though? She, there is the permanent V that she took. So I think okay. there is, I just don't think, for where the, the writers went with Maid's story, we're going to see her with powers again. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Um, will we see Soldier Boy again? Yes, I think they want to have Jensen Eccles naked on their screen as much as they humanly can. Um, and I think he makes a great villain. Mm-hmm. It's not that even he was a villain, because the last episode, yes, he was definitely a villain. He, he was an anti-hero. He, yeah, he was problematic, but he he's a great he's a great actor he i we may not see him next season but eventually i think he's gonna come back i i i would be a little shocked if they don't bring him back which bad dad will ryan gravitate toward next season this kid flip-flops this kid i think this kid they're going down a 
I can see where the story they want to go with him. They're going to show him like Homelander has all this power. This kid has felt very powerless his entire life with the mom, with Billy Butcher, with everybody. And then now his dad flying in, shoot, like using his laser beams to kill someone in the crowd cheering for him. This it's intoxicating. I mean, this kid's going to be wrapped up in that. I think it's going to reach a point where Homelander does something completely unforgivable for the kid towards the end of the season that makes the kid go back to Butcher and uh, Huey and the boys. Mm-hmm. Newman seems to be the prime villain for season four. Can we expect her to at least be taken down or will she actually take out a main character, which the show refuses to do? The show has I... not taken out a main character yet. They just took out Noir. I don't consider him a main character. I, so he was never one of the main, main people of the show. I'm talking about give me to knock out one of the. Quote, oh, like boys. kill, kill? Yeah. Take them out. We've not, no one, everyone survived. There's not been a dramatic loss yet on the show. I don't think. She has the power to do it. I don't think she's going to die. This next season, I think that they have a really great, a couple of great storylines they can take her character. I just find her. I think it's going to culminate in her being elected vice president. And like the season is going to end with the president's head going pop. I also don't think we're making it through this next season with the three remaining members of the seven or all of the boys. I think. If we're, right, if someone has to man, go. If I'm a betting man, I think Frenchie and the Deep are the most likely to die. If I had to put money on it, I think it's going to be one of one of those two. Speaking of the Deep, Chase Crawford, I've Chase. loved him since Gossip, Gossip Girl? Girl. Since Gossip Fucking Girl, let's go. He's hot. He's fucking hot. This season was weird. It was very weird, but I don't know why he's just so fucking gorgeous. It's the eyes. It's literally the eyes. I just don't know why they have not utilized A-Train's character at all. It's very problematic because I don't think they know what to do with him because they're trying to make it a political statement as well. And it's just, it's very lost in the, in the realm of Homelander. There's also 8 million characters that are main characters. That's that what I'm saying. Kill times. someone off. Someone's well, got to die. Noir is now gone. So they really don't have to use him, but now I guess he's going to be back, but not him. So I'm sure that's going to be wrapped in, but like Maeve is gone. We don't have to focus on her storyline. She wasn't even in this one much. So they're slowly phasing her out. Um, I think I'm going to be honest. I think Butcher, they're going to find a way to reverse this brain damage thing. I will be shocked if they go fully through with him dying. Not, and there's no way in hell, but you cannot kill Butcher off right now. Exactly. So they're going to find a way to reverse his brain damage. But I think, like I said, I think we're going to see the deep die because he's starting to move past his usefulness or at least be written off the show in like a, you're going to jail for killing a, sitting congress member yeah gonna be interesting um if you were a character on the boys who would you be i mean obviously you're huey but who's your answer i mean actually i was probably gonna say i probably would be huey but you're huey 
I would love to say that I would be Starlight. I really like the character, but more likely than not, I probably would be Huey. But that's the thing. I, he, until it happened to him, he was like rah, rah, superheroes, rah. And I don't know if I necessarily would, that would be my shtick. Well, maybe, maybe one day you'll be on the boys. That'd be cute, right? Probably won't be on the boys. I'm not gonna, I don't audition for things. So I'm not going to be on the boys. All right. Well, maybe you'll be on this uh, next show and someone will slide into your DMs asking if you can set them up with someone. But headlines were ablaze when Stranger Things star Noah Schnapp revealed via social media that Doja Cat messaged him in pursuit for his season four co-star Joseph Quinn. Doja Cat said, Noah, can you tell Joseph to HMU? Wait, no. Does he have a GF? To which Will Byers gay ass said, she should ask him himself. Uh, Doja Cat said in TikTok Live, the fact that Noah did that is so unbelievably socially unaware and whack. Since then, she's lost 200K plus followers. Since then, we also found out that Stranger Things kid may have not been allowed to say this either, but um, his character's gay, apparently. Uh, but that was he obvious. and Doja Cat, I know, right? He and Doja Cat are good and there are no hard feelings. Um, this was yeah. not the um, story that I ever had on my bingo board, but it happened. Um, have you ever publicly shared a private DM? No, I think that's, I mean, the kids, he's a kid. He's, and she even said she was like 17. That's still a kid. That is still a minor, Michael. Okay. So um, you're saying um, she's a mean adult to a child. No, she's also like, what, 22, 23? Like, She's a kid too. Like, I, it like, they literally, he called her immediately. It was like, yo, I'm sorry. You know, I take social media. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. I should have. And they're cool. Like, I don't understand why the internet like took this and like ran so hard with it. And now she's losing followers. I'm like, for this is the hill that's going to lose her followers. Not all the other shit shenanigans she's done this year. Right. This hill, this stranger um, thing. Should she have went off that hard? No, I think she also would be really dramatic. Very it's dramatic. It's not that serious. It's not. Or, it or, or this was a public play to get Joseph Quinn to notice her, and now they're going to be besties or go on a date or something. But also, like, if I got that message, I would probably think it was a joke, too. And be like, oh, well, this is so funny. I love Doja Cat. And then all of a well, sudden when she's like, ah, it's like, oops, sorry. I thought it was a joke. I take social, I don't take social media seriously. I've I mean, personally, it. my, my question for this whole situation is who thinks Joseph Quinn is attractive? Like Eddie Munson, really? That's the person we find attractive. A lot of people do right now. Do you, you know, my type. I don't find him attractive at all. That, now, his type if, is if not we wanna, Now, if we want to talk about someone who's gorgeous. Watch what you say. On that show. Jason. Oh, my God. He was so pretty. He was beautiful. He was so pretty. Pass. Okay. I love the blonde boy next door. That's my type. You know it. Robin's um, one of my favorite characters on that show. Oh my God, we're not talking about Stranger Things as a series yet. We have to. We're not James. talking about Stranger Things. We might have to. You might not get to talk about Stranger Things. I have to figure I'm out the schedule. So we have to. You. Well, it's you too late. It's to... running. It's running out of. It's running, it's running ahead. up that hill. 
Yeah, it's running up that hill. You're running out of time to talk about it if you're going to. Well, maybe, maybe we'll figure it out. Um, I have to, I, 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 I don't know. We'll figure it out. But um, can we also talk about Will Byers being gay officially? We all we knew. knew from that. We knew. Like, this is the thing. So many, I, I'm going to say something controversial. Oh, boy. The straights didn't pick up on it. The gays did. Because it was, it was a gay coming out story, not a straight coming out story. And by that, I mean, Love, Simon is the story of a gay man coming out that straight people can recognize. Will Byers coming out as gay is one that is inherently queer because it is the actual gay experience. Exactly. Um, do you think there's going to be a kiss before he dies? Because you know that kid's dying. I don't think he's dying. All right. I think Eleven's I mean, dying. Oh, of course Eleven dies at the end of this series. It has also, to. Also, the way this series makes sense. I don't think Steve and Jonathan both make it out alive. One of them no, has of to not. die. One, the, with this new love triangle they've set up, one of them has to die. For, and Nancy's, Nancy's 100% living. Steve or Jonathan, one of them has to die. They can't both leave. And I think it's going to be Steve. Does Jonathan serve a purpose on the show? Let's honestly be honest with ourselves. Yes. Not this season. Not this season at all. No, but also Mike did not serve a purpose this season. Neither did Will. But that's the thing. They have so many characters. It's the same thing with the boys. They have so many characters. You have to to kill someone off, which Millie Bobby Brown said. Because you know Max is not dead. No, Max is not dead. So... Chekhov's gun is definitely in effect here. Those letters have not been opened and read yet. She is dying. They may revive her, but she is going to die at the end of the entire show. Because those, until those letters are read, she, she gone. She gone, girl. We'll see. We'll see. But um, Doja Cat, I'm glad you're a fan of Stranger Things. It's not the show I thought you'd watch. It's, everyone's watching it. Like, it's like saying I'm surprised people watched Game of Thrones. It's like the number one show right now. Yeah, that's uh, it's true. It's true. Um, all right. Final topic. Are you ready for it? Sure. Iron Man saves the day, but for a villain. Robert Downey Jr. has reportedly stepped in to help cover rehab expenses for the disgrace Call Me By Your Name star Army Hammer. The Avengers actor who battled with his own battle with addiction paid for the six-month stint in the Florida rehab stay for the cannibal lover. Hammer's lawyers claim they know nothing about this gift, but a source close to both actors says Robert Downey Jr. is a pinnacle of when people in Hollywood are struggling as he sees strength in sobriety and wants to spread this message with other people. How does this make you feel? Do you really think Iron Man helped the cannibal? Yes. I do too. I, I do too. And I think... I, why terms, are they denying it though? Because he probably has helped a lot of other people that we don't know had drug and alcohol addiction issues that they don't, that will, as people start digging and they see don't want it, to be they don't want, to. yeah. Cause there's probably a ton of people that have gone to rehab that we just don't know about that. Yeah. Robert has helped. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is a fantastic human being. He's done so much work to really rehab his image and really live the sober lifestyle and be like a really great voice for people in recovery and struggling. And it is a great help. Like army hammers has done really garbage things and has committed a lot of alleged, 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 alleged 
uh, sexual acts of harm against people. And I think like that part aside, like, yeah, go to rehab, get sober, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. The fact that Robert Downey Jr. is helping is, is allegedly, again, alleged, 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 is really cool. And it's really kind of in character for him. I I think it is very much an important lesson for others to have gone through experiences. If you know what someone's going through and you have the means and sources to help them, do it because it's going to be helpful for that person in the end. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. Let someone else go for it. But in the end, if you're dealing with any kind of addiction or battling any kind of illness like that, you, you need support. You need support in some sort of way. So this is a good sign for Robert Downey Jr. Unfortunately, the stigma against Army Hammer is so dark that um, people aren't seeing the light of the situation. The, the big issue also with Army Hammer is people keep focusing on the cannibalism fetishization. Yes. Um, yes. And not on the fact that like multiple women have come out and said that he sexually assaulted them. And this is just going to, once he comes out of rehab, I'm sure it'll all glide over and he'll be back in the movies again. And like, that's a different conversation that we can talk about and we can have, but like, I think in terms of the going to rehab and all that kind of stuff, I think this is a fantastic step for his recovery. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I don't know if I need to see him in movies and I don't know if I need to see him on my screens again, but. That's fair. That's fair. Regardless of fame, if you had the funds and sources to help someone in need, would you? Yeah. I, I mean, I do all the time. I'm, I'm in social work. Um, I, uh, as my career, as my profession. And so I frequently do that. I also very often, my husband and I will help out friends um, we like to do it anonymously too. So we do try and help out that way just because we are fortunate with where we are in our life and what we're able to afford and what we're able to do that if I can provide support to someone, especially a friend or family member in need, I really do try and step in and do that. Um, just because it's hard it, and with everything going up in costs and everything going up in price, it's, it doesn't make it easier to when you have a medical emergency. And I think they said what, like 90% of Americans don't have um, the funds for an emergency over like a hundred dollars at any given time. Mm -hmm. And that the number of Americans with at least two grand in the bank account and savings is like even less than that. It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's a fucking struggle out there right now. It is. Well, in a joke here for listeners, if you want to help me out, I'm still looking for a Lady Gaga ticket for Chromatica Ball. Uh, so help me up there. That'd be great, listeners, because I've never seen Lady Gaga. Fucking yeah, that's not a priority. Two more times. Lady Gaga's know. tickets are not in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Sorry. According to who? Maslow. It's Maslow's who? hierarchy. Maslow. I'm going to call Maslow out and say, no, everyone should go see Lady Gaga because I really do think it's going to be the last big tour like this. Fine, friends. It's fine. If you don't want to help me out, from listeners, you can. Um, I don't know. Maybe get part of my episode five hundred uh, giveaway. Uh, details will be out about that tomorrow because episodes five hundred is coming out tomorrow. Um, that's a big deal. We'll see if anyone 
celebrates it. Are you going to celebrate it? Nah. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. What if I was like, yeah, I'm having a whole party. We're all going to listen together and like bake cupcakes that say 500 on them. Will that make you feel better? Yeah, but then I know you're lying because you would never do that for me. I'm going to do it now. We're going to have a party. Oh my God. No. Yeah, and no, I won't be invited. Uh, that's, the, that's the twist here. Listen, if, you, yeah, can get up to, if you can get up to New York, then sure. Yeah, it's only a hop, skip and a jump away. And a teleporter and a boat and a train and a bus and a, another bus and a club and another club. It, um, it's an Amtrak. It's Penn Station to Albany's Rensselaer Station. Or, so and then from that point, you can call an Uber. Okay. Call me by your Uber. Or Lyft, either or. I like Lyft because Lyft gives me double points for Delta Miles, so I take that. There you go. Take Thanks, a lift. Delta. Um, all right. What are you looking forward to next week? Well, I'm going to New York City next weekend, and I'm going to be seeing Winnie the Pooh, the musical, and the Moulin Rouge, the musical. So I'm very excited for that. Well, there's a chance I might be in the city next weekend to see a show with my mom. If that's the case, you better find me to give me a hug. Um, what show are you going to see? Company. That's the hope. I saw that last weekend. Oh, my God. it yeah, was so amazing. That's, that's the hope. That's the goal. So, Patty Lapone saying Patty Lapone singing "Ladies Who Lunch" is in my top ten like best theater <laughs> moments. Did you, did you rise? Uh, no. Oh, so she didn't do her job then. No, she's great. I just. She I said, everybody rise, no one rose, so that clearly... No, 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 people did rise. There was a couple of people given standing ovations. They did stop the show for 10 minutes, and she just held that fucking cup and smiled. And it was like, okay, bitch, you're soaking this up a little too much. I'm now not going to stand, because uh-uh, she was fully soaking it in. Whereas Matt Doyle, after not getting married today, also stopped the show. And like he kept trying to continue the scene, and like more people were standing up. And I'm like, okay, bitch, you get this standing. Right. Well, hopefully I'll get to see it. Hopefully I'll get to see you for a hot second if you care to see me. Um, Are you trying to TKTS news. it? I'm not sure what we're doing yet. There's, there's yeah, it's a whole, not on TKTS. No, no, I know. And we're we have we're gonna probably do either today text or another situation. Cool. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. But in, in other news, um, I think there's at least one person who wants the Mikey Cabaret, so it's gonna happen. So yeah. Get ready. We're gonna start the one the, person. Um, yeah, we're gonna have the um the list of songs starting to be compiled soon. So get ready, Mikey. It's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be. I guess great. we're on this journey right now. It sure is. We're here. Um. Well. Until next time. The biggest thanks to Mikey for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com/blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.